So I'm really happy you're in studio, Tyler, because we've talked on the phone quite a bit. We have. And um, it's really great to see you here and um, to go over what it's about. Because Colette, one thing I, when I was doing a little research about you and finding out more about you, um, I was really impressed how long Colette travels been around. It's 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 a you've been around for a long time. Yeah, we were actually found in 1918, so this is a special year for us, being our centennial years? anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank and you. you look so young. I do. He right? looks like a baby. He does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> travel keeps you young. It does. <laughs> what What's the background in the history of Colette Travel? So it started out as actually a travel agency, family owned and operated, and in the early 60s, the owner Jack Sullivan sold it to his partner, Mr. Colette. And they wanted to keep it a family-owned business, and so now it's in the third generation of the Sullivan family, 100 years in the industry. And, you know, they have moved into about 170 trips to all seven continents. So starting out as a smaller travel agency, doing more regional stuff. Based in where? Rhode Island. Oh, in Rhode Island. Yeah, the very first trip was a 21-day trip, seven days down to Florida, seven days in Florida, seven days back. By boat? By um, motor coach. Motor so, coach. Yeah. 21 days, $60. Wow. <laughs> wow. 21 days, $60. What a deal. My gosh. And and they, you do high-quality tours. You're, you've got a great reputation of, of doing four-star or more hotels. And you include your usually include breakfasts, right? You make a point of trying to get some food in there. Yeah, we're known for being the most inclusive tour operator. So we really try to be that value when you travel. You're getting more meals, more sightseeing, better hotels, more nights at those hotels. So the two things we've really strive for are more inclusive and better pacing. So that way you can really enjoy the destination. And I like to talk about it as experiencing it, not just seeing it. Well, you know, I think that's very, very important to me. I mean, I, I, I hate having to feel like you go, you get into the town, you can't usually get into your room to at least 2 or 3 o'clock, and then you're there for what? You know, a few hours, and you maybe go to do something, dinner, and then going out again the next morning is crazy, you know? So having um, a little bit of time really actually kind of duplicates what you try to do as a, an independent, free and independent traveler, right? Well, that's exactly it. We actually try to mimic the traveler's preferences into our program so that way it appeals to a wider range of travelers. So we have half the number of one-night stays and on average about three less hotel changes per tour. By not moving around as much, you're able to actually do more in the cities and enjoy them. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we're going to go into some of the places. I know you seem to be enjoying working, Kathy, with with Colette. What are the ones people... seem to want the most what are the most popular trips um italy we were he was in the office earlier today and i think that's italy yeah, we talked about the uh, three eyes the italy, italy ireland I- iceland iceland right oh good 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 <laughs> well I t- you know ireland is you know i have a passion for ireland and i really 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 want to go back we talked on a show a couple weeks ago, we would spent the whole hour talking about Ireland. Maybe it was even last week, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, I think, with the mic from Mulligan's. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, putting and a group together. Right? Yeah, I would love to. I would love to do Ireland again. And um, I only went once, but I felt like I have to go back. And there are places like that, and I think partly Maui is like that. And people come and go. Gosh, 
it was so great. I want to come back. And that shows you it's it's something that is something's right with the place when you want to go and come back. And Ireland, of course, has lots of reasons why people want to come back because it's it's safe. It's beautiful. It's got a lot of interesting things to see, you know, and it's got the history and the prices are, are right, right? That's exactly it. It's one of the best valued countries you can get to in Europe. The one thing you left out was the people there. The people I did, in Ireland the are people. amazing. Yes, you are so right. And the music. The music, and the food is much better than most people think. They don't yes, boil everything anymore. They don't. Um, the castles, food. the history, yeah. the scenery. I, Ireland really has something for everyone. And, of course, it, Portugal is, is, is becoming extremely popular, too, but that's mm-hmm. not an I. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's more catchy. But Italy's kind of at the point where everyone is... I mean, there's so much news about Italy kind of being overcrowded, and now maybe... People are thinking Italy might be, you know, too too overcrowded. Over, I think it's called, it's not overpopulated, overtouristed. Is is that the term that people are saying that we're hearing a lot about sometimes? And and in Italy, you've got that happening in Venice and Cinque Terre, and some places get so crowded that people are everyone's saying, don't go in the summer. If you're going to go, you have to go off season, maybe November, um, to try to avoid the crowds because. When you go to a place that's beautiful like that, you don't want to stand in a crowd with 500 people, you know, in a place like St. Mark's Square or in lines with where you wait an hour or whatever. It just kind of is, it makes, it takes away that special experience when you're in a crowd of people. It really does. Uh, We always recommend shoulder seasons are definitely the most popular time to go. The other thing we've been trying to do on our programs is make them unique and really have those wow moments. Anybody could go see Rome, Florence, Venice. Mm-hmm. You could travel on cruising. You can go on your own. When you go on a guided tour, especially when you go on a guided tour with Colette, we try to showcase these areas through different perspectives huh. and really get you off the beaten path and showcase regions through hands-on experiences, cooking classes, wine tastings, all sorts of other family-run experiences. So that way you get all different perspectives on these regions. Well, that's also very, very, very important. And I think cruise ships now are beginning to follow that pattern. And if you're just tuning in on Facebook Live, we're talking to Tyler with Colette Travel. Hi, Hi. <laughs> and Kathy Taguchi's there doing Facebook Live. I guess on your Facebook site, right? Kathy um, Taguchi, Captivating, Captivating Journeys, Journeys. Facebook yes. page. Um, and, and what is really important is we have seasoned travelers, and what shocks me is they say this year is going to be one of the busiest years for travel. Is that true? Have you been seeing... More and more people booking trips? Oh, this is by far our best year in company's history. And more and more people you talk to, they're traveling, they're getting out, the market's doing great. People are going and seeing all these incredible places around the world, which is fantastic for the industry. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think for our company as well, it's our best year. Which too. is I, really interesting. I know the Fromers on a show a couple of weeks ago were talking about this very subject. It was mm-hmm. like wow, what's making this the best year for travel? Because um, there's a lot of things that you would have thought maybe with fears or whatever, maybe with tourism or with other attitudes going on. But people, I think, are getting finally awakened to this. Like, okay, maybe something happens somewhere, but that's not going to affect our trip. Just like when you went to Egypt. You know, you didn't, you've been to Egypt now and twice. Twice. And, and you didn't have to worry about, you didn't worry about anything. And it was a wonderful trip. Mm-hmm. In fact, Peter Greenberg says 
the best time to travel to a place is when other people are afraid <laughs> to go there because you have it to yourself. That's true. And um, I saw, actually, I, I see Egypt, a lot of the suppliers, including Colette, mm-hmm. are promoting Egypt now. Mm-hmm. I Good. mean, more and more. And actually, when I was there in the Luxor Museum, I saw this tour group and I kind of looked over and it was a Colette tour. Oh, <laughs> so nice. I followed him around for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and and Tyler said he gets he's going to Egypt. Oh, yeah. are you? When are you going? I'm going in December. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. that's a good time to go too, I yeah. think. Yeah. It's not as hot. Yeah. It's definitely one of those markets that's emerging as a popular travel destination. And it goes back to it. So many people, they build up places in their head as being an unsafe destination. But once you get there... You feel comfortable, you enjoy it, and you're so thankful you went. Now, this will be your first time, I assume. It'll be my first time. I've been there twice. I'm ready to go back again. (laughs) I am. I love Egypt. I feel like Egypt is home to me, and I I love the people. I love the history. I love the vibe. So when you're going, what are you going to be doing on on your Egypt trip? And first of all, are there other collectors coming up that people can join in? What, what, What would those include in Egypt? Yeah, we actually, when we get to go, we do a ride-along, essentially, so that way we can see exactly what our travelers would experience. Uh And so when we go there, we do it part land, part cruise. So we do a a cruise along the Nile there, and we're going to go to Luxor, we're going to stay in Cairo, we're going to do the cruise, and then built into that, we have several different um, experiences that our product team put together to highlight different features of Egypt. Different futures of Egypt. Yeah, because a lot of times people think of the pyramids when yeah, they think of Egypt. Yeah. And there's so many incredible things so to see things there more, right. that if you just went on what you know, uh-huh. you're going to miss out on well over half of all these incredible places. And then you're yeah. going to have that moment at the end saying, oh, I wish I would have known about that. Yeah. That's what you get when you go on a Gaia tour is you have those things planned for you to highlight these regions you had no idea about. But oftentimes I find they're the most amazing parts of your experience i totally totally agree and um what people are finding in egypt is there's more and more discoveries happening all the time i think the museum's supposed to be open soon right it is yes Mm -hmm. i'm very excited yeah that's they spent a fortune building this new museum close close to the pyramids i think right kind of overlooking Mm -hmm. the pyramids right it's huge. Yeah. Saw, yeah. We it saw huge? it. Being, yeah. yeah, it's huge. Well, because the old museum, um, you, did you ever go to the old mm-hmm. museum? It, yeah. I mean, it was just so overcrowded and dusty and not lit <laughs> properly. And you'd have these amazing gems and, cr- I mean, un- incredible finds of what you'd see there. But you couldn't see it well. And it was very ancient and dusty and old. And so it was time. And they knew it. They knew Tourism is um, was been so down in Egypt, but I'm glad to see that now it's starting to come back and that you recognize that this is a great place to go. Yeah, I think we actually have about 15 to 20 departures per year now for that destination. Do you really? That yeah. much? Yeah, mm-hmm. most of our tours actually of the 170, on average, we have about 30 departures per year. So we have a lot of variety on selections for their dates. And Egypt, it's been growing so much and been selling out that we have about, wow. I, I want to say it's about 18 of them going for next year and what's mm-hmm. the average length of the trip to egypt 12 days that's good 12 yeah. days is good isn't that out close to what you were doing about yeah we weeks? did yeah. about 14 days yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah, it's about half cruise half land and zero one night stays on the entire program so wonderful definitely more leisurely paced so that way you can enjoy each place 
Mm-hmm. I, I think it's wonderful. Now, when you do groups like this, what size groups do you try to keep it to? What's Because, you know, that's another thing we were saying. Sure. You don't want to be overcrowded. So what um, size of group do you, do you guarantee it won't go over? So the max on any particular departure is 38 to 44. Mm-hmm. Uh, they typically have an average of about 34 to 35 mm-hmm. passengers. That's good. That's manageable. Yep. And then we also have a special group line that we just came out with and revamped going into 2019. That's our explorations programs, which are 19 maximum passengers. Okay, I was just going to ask yeah. you, because this is the new thing. Everyone wants to go on an adventure. They want to take pictures. They want to post them. They want to say they went to these hotspots. To the point where now it's like, I wonder if Galapagos has already been there, <laughs> done that. you know. But, no, but everyone's really trying to, and you're seeing more cruises going to the Galapagos mm-hmm. and everything. you know. Um, so this is like the thing that a lot of younger people, like you, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy doing things that are more adventuresome, right? Yeah, it's definitely more about the experience than the destination. So when you look at our exploration programs, they're all about authenticity and exclusivity. So trying to get you off the beaten path, more hands-on experiences, and really showcasing these regions through the experience aspect. Because we find that more people want that opposed to just being able to say they saw the iconic sites. They want those things that others haven't done. They want the unique experiences, and that's what you get on those explorations bragging rights <laughs> <laughs> exactly so tell me what are some of the places that you consider the adventure and, and kind of the up-and-coming places people really want to go to yeah we've actually made that product line even fit places like the italy and ireland mm. doing things like staying on the Aran islands in ireland where most people just take the ferry out see it mm-hmm. for a couple of hours and go back we yeah. stay on the island that night oh, that has you? a 200 population Wh- on the you, island on northern ireland on the west coast it's in the Aran islands is that so the West Coast? It's on the West, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, when we go to Italy, we go to a Tuscan family's home. They invite you in, right. pour you a glass of wine, and teach you how to create their family recipes right there in their kitchen. So when we go to those kind of places, we had that unique experience. Some of those other places, though, that are off the beaten path, Finland is doing very well very right now well. for the Northern Lights. Yeah, Iceland as well to go along with that. You mentioned Machu Picchu and the Galapagos. And then... And one of my favorite ones, actually, that we just came out with is our Switzerland's Hidden Treasures. Oh, that sounds great. 10-day program through the Swiss Alps, all by first-class Swiss Rail. No motor coaches on the entire it. thing. It's one of the most unique programs we have. And the Swiss train lines do <laughs> run on time, it's, like clockwork. It's one of the few places you could do a tour around a train and actually have it work. Yeah. I, I went <laughs> When I was there, I went on that one that does the high Alp one that goes on... What's it called? The kind of train that goes on the little, uh, uh, oh. the clo- clog, the cog railways. Yeah, clog. <laughs> there's a famous <laughs> clog one that takes you way up into the Alps. Yep. And it's fun. I went on that, and it was nice, very, very picturesque. And you can see a lot because those move slow. It's not like taking a bullet train. So I mean, you, you can take pictures. I took a lot of pictures out the window, you know, just looking around. Yeah, they're called the scenic trains for a reason. They actually slow down at certain points when you have those iconic photos to take. And then on that program, you're able to get into some of these smaller towns that you otherwise would have missed out on if you just stuck with the the main places in Switzerland, which is really nice. Going and doing a chocolate bar making class and doing an absinthe ice cream making class and getting to meet several families I like for both meals. of those things. That's very good. You got me <laughs> on both of those. It's all about the food. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. And, and, and Switzerland's gorgeous. It is. It's, it's one beautiful. of the more beautiful countries. It almost looks like it's straight out of a picture book. It's I love pristine. Lucerne. I went to I went to Zurich and stayed in Zurich at a beautiful hotel. 
um, I think it was the stork right there on the river. But um, I went to Lucerne for a day, and I wished I'd spend the night because Lucerne's a gorgeous town as well. But it's all pretty, right? It's all nice in Switzerland. Everything is amazing. Uh, Zermatt is my favorite. Getting Where's to that? S- uh, up and where you're able to see the Matterhorn in the oh, backdrop. Oh, I, I didn't make it there. Yeah, It's unbelievable up in the Alps. And that's one of my favorite things is when you get those settings that you would never have in your day-to-day life. Because for me, travel's all about making your dreams a reality. Yeah. And we've all seen these places millions of times in photos and videos. When you get to see it in person, it's a whole new experience. So... Did you want to ask? No, said, I, I no, just I just like what you just said. Travel is about all about making your dreams a reality. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a it line. <laughs> yeah, it's a line my wife and I heard a couple years back, oh, and we've tried true. to live our relationship by that. Going and traveling and seeing these incredible places. You know, I mean, I think it's in a lot of people's blood, and I haven't been off island now in six months, and I am just <laughs> hungering. I'm for getting a trip. itchy too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been too long, right? When was the last trip you had? Uh, May, well, Egypt. So that I, that was. I in don't May. feel sorry for you at all. I'm sorry. You just <laughs> you just had a love trip. It seems like a long <laughs> time. <laughs> a lifetime trip to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was a first class trip. Last <laughs> August. <laughs> it's time for another well, adventure. I haven't left since January, and this is the okay. longest it's been in a long time. So I've got to get off island soon. I'm trying to decide where to go. You know, and and Kathy's always good. She sends out information, but. I'm I'm thinking just like you are, Tyler. I don't want to go and do Italy again, you know, because I've been there. Unless I was going to do something like an unusual trip to Italy at an off-season. Or if I was going to go, I mean, I love Egypt, but I would really, really want to go. Um, and I did Portugal, but just for, it was a cruise and it was an overnight thing. Um, I'd love to do Portugal, but I think I'd love to do Ireland mm-hmm. um, most of all. Are you doing other interesting trips? I mean, right now we know that Asia is also becoming more popular. I mean, certainly because there's more cruises now going to Vietnam and Myanmar, and some of those are starting to unfold as well. Um, are you finding that people are starting to look at Asia as um, another place that they want to explore? It's definitely an emerging market for us. Uh, we have two programs that have done very, very well this year with Vietnam and Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. Those two destinations seem to be rising up in Asia for us, and Japan sold out every single day, and Vietnam was right on its way. Well, Kathy's, you always say that. Kathy's, we keep saying, what's the most popular <laughs> place? Japan. Japan, <laughs> Japan, right? Yeah. Um, there's good airfare there from here. Mm-hmm. It's not a long trip. You can get there, you know, from Honolulu in, what, six and a half, seven hours, eight mm-hmm. hours? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's um, something that is interesting because I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Hawaiian culture is totally being embraced with hula and music. So many of our top musicians, I was just talking to Kalani Pea. He was here the other day, and he just got a Grammy in Nohoku. And he's starting to go because... Our Hawaiian musicians don't make that much money here in Hawaii, <laughs> but they can go to Japan and make a lot of money. And there's dances now. There's there's hula and the hula halaus all over, and they are fanatic about the Hawaiian musicians coming. They adore them. We're kind of laid back. It's like, yeah, 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 nice to see you again. He's a good musician, right? There, he says he, he sells out stadiums, and they all wear his favorite color, purple, and they all write him and follow him on Facebook every day. So they have that um, 
you know, adoration for this Hawaiian culture and this Hawaiian music and dance. So I don't know if that's part of why people travel and are calling you to go to Japan, but, you know, there's certainly this Hawaiian-Japan connection that's been forming. Well, yeah, I mean, the cultural, you know, aspect, of course, and the, um, the it's safe, you yes. know, yeah. compared to, yeah. you know, everywhere else. It's kind of feels safe and and they're so polite there. They are so <laughs> polite. So polite. They yeah. bow to the airplane when it when they're backing, you know, pulling it out. Yeah, they, they are. Very they bow polite. to it. Yeah. And there's all these people that want to go now to um, some of the interesting places in northern Japan, right? Do you do any that go up about into the um, Hokkaido, the Hokkaido, yeah. and some of the lovely? Yeah, we just do the yeah, we do more of the route. traditional routing. I've been hearing a lot more people going wanting to go up to the northern part of Japan mm-hmm. though after they get that taste of Japan, going mm-hmm. down and seeing the Hakone's and the Kyoto's and Tokyo's. Now they want to go and explore that second time. Yeah, but I, I keep hearing people when they go going to uh, B and B's or Air, Air you know, mm-hmm. Airbnb, yeah, Airbnb, yep. yeah, as well, because they have lovely little places for that, and and some of them have the spas, you know, and that whole Japanese experience as well. Uh, it, it's really interesting to me when I'm seeing people taking off now um, that how important this trip is to them. Some of them will really do their homework, you know, and read up all about it and find these things, you know. And it's great that they have a place like Colette Travel to take care of driving. In Japan, you do not want to drive. <laughs> There's a lot of places you Italy, don't want to drive. Italy, <laughs> Italy, Rome at least. I mean, I've driven through Italy, yeah. but you don't want to drive in Rome, right? It just it takes the worry out of travel when you go on a guided tour. It's easy. It's flexible now with the way that we've set it up, having those multiple night stays in these places and adding more choice on the program. So just overall, getting from place to place is so much easier. It's also easier with luggage, etc. Bags are handled for bags, you. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, if you're trying to do the train thing, oh, my God, I've had some nightmare <laughs> moments trying to switch trains, you know, and you only have what, six, seven minutes sometimes between trains and you're trying to do your bags and make it to the other track over there, pulling it, running, literally yeah. running, and then you have to lug your luggage up onto the train and hope there's a big enough space to put it left, you know. Um, and that point, it is nice to have someone taking care of those things for you. Yeah, it's it, it's easy, and that's the biggest thing. You know, you hear all the time about how people – think travel is this hard difficult process to go these places that's why they procrastinate and put off their trips two three four years when you go on a guided tour you don't have to put your running shoes on to get from place to place you know it's easy your bags are handled for you and you get to enjoy it because that's what you paid for well talking about italy you know one of my favorite places now is going down to positano ravello um, on down the coast, you know, below Naples and, 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 and heading below Sorrento even. Mm-hmm. Sorrento's lovely. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Naples. I've had some bad experiences there with me. But I love when you go down south. Do you do any of the tours in, in southern Italy? Yeah, Kathy and I were actually just talking about this. We have 15 different Italy trips. Wow, yeah, that's and, a lot. Yeah, we have quite a few, and they go down into Sicily. So we have an all-Sicily program I as well as Sicily. a southern Italy and Sicily, which is exactly what you were talking yeah, about, Yeah, uh, which is really neat. It does four nights in Sicily, and then it works its way up the southern part of Italy, which 
is definitely more authentic. Yes. You know, when you get Rome north, you're going to have more of that touristy feel to oh, it. Oh, yeah. When you're south of Rome, the more south you get, the more authentic it gets. Yeah. And so if you've only Although done... Although Cyprus the in the summer is crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, some of those are... Some of those bigger towns yeah. that are more resorty mm-hmm. and could feel that way. However, you're going to definitely get some of those smaller, authentic experiences. Yeah, I agree. And... Um, and again, on some of those, you have those small little roads. But I've had lovely times down in southern Italy, and I wouldn't mind going back there again. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ravello was gorgeous, and and um, Amalfi, the Amalfi coastline there is, is lovely. And I went down even further than that and had some good experiences. But I have not been to Sicily, so that would be an interesting one. So that's how many? That's how long is that trip? That one is 12 days. Well, that's enough time. So you, is 12 days pretty standard, what you try to Most do? Most Europe tend to be about 10 to 12 days, uh, some a little bit shorter, some a little bit longer. But it's going back to that multiple nights. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a seven-day Europe program with us because we don't want you to be rushed from place to place to place. Our goal is for right. you to finish the trip and be able to say, I saw this destination the right way the first time and uh-huh. not feel like you missed out. Are you finding people are interested again in Greece? There was a time people were nervous about the whole economy Mm -hmm. there and everything was falling apart. And I went there on a cruise around Greece and I went to some places that I just loved and I had a great time. And it seemed like some more people, of course, everyone wants Santorini, (laughs) but I mean, there are other places as well that are lovely on the islands that you can do and in Greece and um, at Corinthia was uh, beautiful. I love that. And De- I think it's Dea, some other islands. Are you, are you finding some places in Greece interesting to people? Yeah, we actually have three different Greece programs. One for the faith journey going in the footsteps of Paul. Uh-huh. And our most popular one being Greece and its islands, which is actually one of the more unique programs because it stays on those islands. So you ah. do about a week on the mainland of Greece. Yeah. Then we go out to Santorini and Mykonos, and you do three to four nights on each of those oh, islands Oh, that's as well. unusual. That's I'd great. to do that one. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> different because people come in on the cruise ships, and then they're it's out. A day. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you've ever done a cruise, you know, you only get about three to four hours right. in mm-hmm. port for a lot of places. Right. When you stay on the islands, you're getting that full experience. You're getting right. to see it when all those travelers on the cruises leave. It's a which whole is the different way experience. It, exactly. It's the I, same thing you described when you go to Europe in the summer opposed to going in October or November. Right. You're having a quarter of the amount of crowds in all these places, which adds to the overall allure. But that's a brilliant idea. I love that. I really do. I think that's a great idea. because that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> that is. I mean, I like Mykonos and, and Santorini, but, I mean, I thought Santorini was ruined because there were I don't know four four ships in four four cruise lines mm-hmm. in when I went, and and I did a tour where I went and took a, a car up to the top. But then you have that thing you can take down, the uh, the the, what, the funicular. Uh, yeah, the lines were so <laughs> long, literally standing in line, and getting worried that I was going to miss my ship. Um, the lines. I think I stood in line for an hour and a half to mm-hmm. get down because it was summertime, right? And if you could avoid that, it would be a whole different experience. It's a whole different experience walking around after dinner mm-hmm. opposed to walking around after lunch. Have you done it's that? like Venice. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a crazy. whole different experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely agree on that. That's wonderful. So let's talk about prices because um, you do a quality, quality trip. Mm-hmm. You keep the size limited. Um, you stay in nice hotels. You do very nice tours with small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, what price range, where do you fall in price range compared to other tours? 
The thing we're known for is being the best value tour operator in the four-star category, and it's because we're more inclusive. When you go on a tour with us, you're not going to have all those extra optional tours and all these extra fees that you have to pay for because we're so inclusive. So when you look at our programs, we may be 5 to $10 more per day in the beginning, but when you look at your bank account when you return, it's going to have saved you about 25 to $30 per day by the time you return because you're not going to be buying all those extra expenses. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you do include air on some of these, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you work with agents like Kathy, you're able to do air-inclusive bookings with us. And so that way you have everything taken care of for you from the time you leave till the time you get back, transfers, flights, everything. Which, of course, Kathy and I always go through this because sometimes uh, air-inclusive from Maui is a little challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, even cruise lines especially, do, don't count from Maui. You know, they right. will do they towns. They start from San Francisco. You start from or the West Honolulu. Coast or Honolulu. Mm-hmm. But Maui, mm-hmm. you know, and then that can add on an extra $500 or something, depending on mm-hmm. how you're doing it. At least, uh, you know, 200 at least for the air alone, you know, right. to get on there. So so how does that work, Kathy? How do you work that out when you someone buys a Colette Travel? trip and they want to leave from Maui and they want the air included? Well, of course, we um, contact Colette and then we price it with them and then kind of see what that is. I'll, then again, I'll price um, it myself to see, you know, which one's a better, you know, uh, price on that. And then we'll just go from there. And mm-hmm. and how do we know which airlines? Is there extra charges like they do um, for the cruise lines if you want to pick your airlines or how does that work? Uh, we actually have contracts with all the major U.S. airways. Oh, that's great. Yep. Um, so I'm not as familiar with the major airlines out of uh, Maui. However, I do know that Delta and United are popular out of Honolulu. Yes. We have contracts with both of them. And I also know that we get pretty good contracts out of Maui with the airlines we use. Oh, and last week we were talking about it. I, we checked and there's um, no limited flights on United. It may have just been that week, but there's um, there's plenty of flights leaving out of Maui on United. Oh, yeah. like the one that I talked to. I yeah. Are you, I'll I'll look at that. Okay, cause yeah, because we we John checked because he was like, "Wow, really?" Is that? And there were lots and lots of flights out. So uh, I don't know what the story. He looked during, during midweek too, so I don't know if they changed to their mind or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I'm a United person, although I'm a reluctant. <laughs> I'm a reluctant United person. I like United before. But, um, but you know, you get into the miles thing, right? And then it's like, okay, maybe there's a chance of an upgrade somewhere, not across the ocean going from New York or the East Coast to, to most places. But do you do, I, I know Iceland and some of these areas are becoming very, very popular. Again, speaking of that, because the airfare on some of these trips going to Iceland are amazing and some or even offering you a night, right, to stay in Iceland. Are you finding people more interested as more and more people go there? Iceland is the hottest destination we have in terms of growth this year. Really? Starting in September, we have a departure going out almost daily to Iceland. My gosh. Uh, Between the flights, between the northern lights, between all the movies and TV shows that have been using it for their setting, Iceland has just been put on the map, and it's been put on the map in a big way. That's amazing. I had no. That's a lot. I I still thought it was kind of exotic and not it's anymore. Real, not anymore. No. A lot of the cruise lines are putting it on their yes. itinerary they too. Are. Yeah, absolutely. But isn't Iceland also very expensive? 
It's more expensive than a lot of other European countries. However, I've personally been there, and it's so worth it. Is Iceland it? itself is one of the most beautiful scenic destinations in the world. What did you like about it? I mean, it has 10,000 waterfalls. It has wow, really? dozens of volcanoes. 10% of the country itself is a glacier. I mean, the scenery is so dramatic, and that's why so many movies have been set, filmed there, because you could drive 30 to 40 minutes, and it'll look like a different world, let alone a different spot on the country. Uh, probably limited season when you want to go, right? Actually, Iceland's become almost a year-round destination. So you go April through September is their really? peak season. Yeah, you're going to get more daylight. So if you're more adventurous, you can use that time to go and explore. Then October through March is for the Northern Lights. So people are going just because they want to see the Northern Lights. Yeah, the Northern Lights actually is more popular for us now than the Land of Fire and Ice because of the Aurora Borealis. Wow, isn't that something? Again, that uh, you want a picture and show something and be somewhere where other people haven't been and done. So that's part of it. And it is pretty spectacular. It makes for great photos, too. Have you taken that? Have you seen the Northern Lights? I went in June, so there were 21 hours of daylight. So hard to see the Northern Lights at that time. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Well, and and what about the airlines that are the other airlines that are interesting? And some of them are very low cost. I just even heard today because... Someone was offering something in Mallorca. I love Mallorca. And someone said that you can take one of the airlines. I forget. Is it Norway? What's the other cheap airline besides Icelandic Air? Norway? No. Norwegian. Norwegian. I think there's a Norwegian flight right from the East Coast, New York, into Mallorca direct, which is pretty amazing. And Mallorca is a beautiful place. It's a lovely place. And, of course, Spain, we haven't mentioned Spain. Spain's another one that's been over-touristed, right? It's getting overcrowded in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think as many people in some of the areas, but um, Barcelona has definitely become overcrowded. It's those big-name cities, Barcelona, and Madrid. And the cruise ships. Yeah. You know, yeah. A lot of these big cities, that's where you go when you aren't as familiar with these countries that's where you go on a lot of cruises it's all about the off the beaten path locations those cities that are more authentic because that's what you want to find when you're going to these places Mm -hmm. you know you don't want the americanized spain you want the actual spain when you travel that's true do you do good uh, trips to spain i believe we're up to about seven different programs to spain now so quite a bit of variety from the small group line to programs that only have two total hotels for the entire 10-day package are more people, I've been seeing more um, tourism about Canada and doing things, you know, in, in places that are just beautiful like Montreal, Quebec, mm-hmm. and other places. And I'm starting to see that in cruise lines more, which sounds really to me very fascinating because I've been to Banff and I've been to, you know, Lake Louise there and I've been to Jasper, but I haven't spent time on the East Coast and I haven't been to Quebec and Montreal, and, and and the more shows I've seen about it, it looks really interesting. Yeah, when you get up to that Montreal, Quebec area, it's more of the French Canada, uh-huh. so you're going to have that French influence there. Then you also have Ottawa, you have Toronto, you have the Niagara Falls side uh, in Canada, and there's just so much to offer up in that eastern Canada area, especially when you go in the fall, you're going to get that fall colors. Exactly. Yeah, beautiful, and that's why I'm seeing some of the cruise lines going from there to, to New York in, in September, October, you're starting to see some of those. That looked really interesting. Okay, let's bring up Cuba. <laughs> I I wanted to go to Cuba, and, and two or three times I almost was like, i got to go to Cuba. And then, of course, things changed with Trump and the administration saying, well, okay. 
and it became difficult again. And there were a lot of still cruise lines. I'm seeing the cruise lines still doing it, which is a good way to go. But are, is there still interest? Because they were setting it all up, and then it kind of the bottom fell out, right? Yeah, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, not letting what you hear in the news discourage you from going to the places you want to go to. Cuba has so much to offer. We actually have two different trips there that both do very, very well, with the most popular one being our spotlight on Havana. You unpack once for five nights staying at the Ibero Star, which is about a a four-and-a-half-star review Mm -hmm. from about 7,000 reviews. So anybody that thinks that the quality isn't there in Cuba definitely is. And then you're able to see really what Cuba is known for by actually staying in the country and not spreading it around and only seeing it for a few hours each day. So you get to go to the old town and see that. I've heard it's just great music. I've heard there's music mm. at lunch. There's music in the afternoons, music at night. It's music, 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 and, and pretty friendly people, right? Music, food, people, experiences. You know, one of the things that's nice is we have a people-to-people license. That's how we're able to offer Cuba. And so you don't just go and experience these places. You meet the people behind the scenes at each of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going and you're going to visit a performing arts school and meet the children. You go to a orchestra performance and then you meet the actual performers afterwards you do a salsa class and you meet the salsa teachers Uh, one of my favorite experiences for your farewell dinner you have all those beautiful antique cars lined up on the street you walk outside and you get to choose which one you want to drive to dinner in I and love that's how it. you're escorted there. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Oh, there's so have many you been? Have you been to Cuba? Cuba is definitely one of those places you know, that yeah. you, you should go to. And if you haven't, it should be at the top of your bucket list because it's one of those places that has so much incredible history and culture to offer. Is it true that Cuba can be, I know, I'm just looking based on mm-hmm. what I see the cruise lines doing, but is Cuba less expensive than some of the other places you might go? It's not less expensive just because of the regulations that are put on there, but that's part of why you should want to go to Cuba now is because, you know, Cuba may not be open for tourism in five years, ten years, and so you have this window now Uh to go and see one of these places that was forbidden and prohibited from traveling to for so many years that everybody should want to go and experience that and be able to check it off their list. I I agree. When when you go to areas like that have been... Oh, having problems like um, South America, mm-hmm. you know, Venezuela and some of these places. Are, get, we see some of these things in the news in Nicaragua, et cetera. In Brazil, has been getting a little bad press as well. But a lot of people, and I know cruise lines are going too. I mean, are you seeing people getting cautious about going to South America, or is that still a, a place they want to go to? It, you know, it really comes down to if people build it up in their mind. And I had an agent actually a couple months back that went down to Brazil, and their family had been messaging them, asking if they were okay. They'd su- seen these things on TV. Mm-hmm. And the agent shared with me afterwards, when they got back, she said, I don't know what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that it even took place. And you hear about that so often in mm-hmm. travel. Many is that, different countries. Yes, you know, you the yeah. media builds it up into something that, you know, almost discourages travelers from going to these incredible places. But then once you get there, you realize that there's nothing to worry about and you can enjoy it for everything it's known for. And it probably safest because, I mean, I don't know if I would want to go as an independent traveler mm-hmm. to some of these places, especially if I was going to go by myself alone, you know, which it's, it, everyone does as a woman now. But, but I would be feeling safer in a, a trip like that to go with a group you know, um, like a trip like Colette down to South America where you have that 
group protection and and you know where to go you don't go down the wrong areas right you end up in the right section that's exactly it you also have our tour managers with you the Mm -hmm. entire time so our tour managers with you from the time you arrive till the time you depart so that way you can have somebody that you feel more comfortable with well we have about five minutes left when i haven't even brought up china um i've been to china twice um it's a long you need to give yourself more time in china um it's a big country (laughs) And I tell you, since when I was there ages ago, um, but I look at pictures of Beijing now. I went there before the car thing happened, and now I look at the smog and awful air quality in Beijing. I mean, I'd like to go back to China, but I would like to go to Hangzhou and down other places. I don't even want to go to Beijing, except maybe to land at the airport and get out. Singapore, I'd still be interested in seeing. Um, and, And there's some lovely areas. Are you doing China? Yeah, we have one program that does China as well, and it's also one of those part cruise, part land packages. So staying three to four nights in each of those cities, plus doing the Yangtze River. Okay. Yangtze River is very interesting. I was on the cruise down the Yangtze River. I remember looking, and this was a long time ago, going down the Yangtze River, and um, you'd hear people yell, floater! (laughs) You know what I'm saying. A floater is a body. Some Some of the people just throw their bodies in the river, and you see these bodies floating down the river. It's like, okay. Um, you know, a little different than you would see in a regular cruise line or something. But but, um, but I'm glad I've been to China. And I, I think China is fascinating in the architecture and the history. Talk about history. So in the last few minutes, what would you like to talk about, Kathy? Because I'm sure I skipped some things. Well, I just wanted to um, collect Scott some specials for the fall here so some really great deals like and what well we have this is per person um a couple of things that caught my eye there's the um sunny portugal mm-hmm. for 14.49 per person that's These a great are, price mm-hmm. for land only Land yeah. only. Ten yeah. days, mm-hmm. about one hundred and forty dollars a day. That's mm-hmm. amazing. They're on specific dates. So, what part of where are you going in Portugal? On that one, it does the mainland. So you're doing Lisbon, Kashkish, Obidos, Fatima. You're going over to Alentejo, which is like the wine region, uh, one of the wine regions of Portugal, and then you're also going down to the Algarve region, which is a beautiful coastal part down in the south. That's a great price. Yeah. Wow. So all you have to do is get your airfare over there, and then you're set. Then you're good to go. Yep. So there's some, quite a few um, what else options here. Um, Italy's treasures. I think that's the one we talked about earlier, right? Which yeah, one? that's a small group, Italy. Mm-hmm. Where does that go again? That's Sicily and South, or where? That one's up in the northern part of Italy. Lake so Como, because that's oh, where I, I want to go. Oh, I love Como. It's so been. beautiful. The yeah. Italian Riviera, that one. Venice, uh, going into Tuscany a little bit. So... It's touching on really everything Tuscany North, and it's in that small group setting of 19 maximum passengers. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. When's that happening? November 4th, and that's thirty three ninety nine per person. How many mm-hmm. days was that one? That one's 12 days, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing um, that Colette does are these little city-states. So, like what? If you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, the city stays were put together because one of the main reasons why people do cruises is to unpack once. Mm-hmm. Well, we wanted to give them that experience in all these incredible cities around the world. So, 
five nights in London, five nights in Paris, Ooh. four nights in New York, yes. D.C., Barcelona. And so you have these iconic cities, one hotel with all the same perks of a guided tour. Mm-hmm. I like So you that. could use those as a pre and a post because, as yeah. you know, if you do the pre and the post with cruise lines, they're really they, expensive. You think they're okay in price and you realize that's per person. person. Yes. Yeah. So you end up doubling, doubling yeah. the cost thinking, yeah. oh, well, I can do $2,000 or $1,500. Mm-hmm. No, it's $3,000 for two days, right? Yeah. That's what they they get on these, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you get the uh, transfers to your ship, but... The I, seamless experience, yes. yeah. <laughs> As yes. they like to say. As they like to say, but they're not a good deal. No. No, they're no. not. They're, <laughs> even though they've seen... So, so that's a nice option to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were designed also to go back-to-back. So if you want to go do one of those and maybe even do an, an earlier tour to make it a double pre-program, mm-hmm. you're able to do so. London, well, Paris. Yep, you could do a London or oh. Paris, and then you could do a cruise and really combine and take advantage of your airfare while you're over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So you you put all these different pieces together for people, so Kathy's job is a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, in the last uh, minute here, I want to tell people you can contact Kathy Takushi about any of these wonderful Colette travel uh, experiences that are really top flight. And they're great. And um, you can call 244-1414. That's 244-1414. Or you can go to the website, CaptivatingJourneys.com. That's right. CaptivatingJourneys.com. And you you actually will make sure they get all the links. And and your website's very good, too. So people can get connected through you and check out the different uh, programs that are available. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really am, uh, we have about a minute left, but I just want to say, see Tyler. You. you can see me and Tyler. Can oh, you see me and Tyler? I can see you. I can okay. see you. You look, <laughs> you, you look beautiful. All right. Um, yeah, you did the reversal. Well, you can just turn it towards facing you as well. Oh, but yeah, I can. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can reverse that. So Try you can, that. Yeah, there you go. There's me and Tyler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, it's it's really great to meet you. I know we've talked to you and... and um, had a, had a lot of interesting things. I want to do the castles in Ireland. That's the one that is on my list to do next. That's just because I love Ireland and I want to do that. And I love the castles. I do. I love castles. So that's one and maybe one down in south, going down southern Italy because yep. that's great. Um, but you have a lot of great trips. And I want to thank you. And, co- and I want to wish a happy anniversary, 100 years. You're doing something right. If you can say you've been around for 100 years, and um, it's wonderful um, that you're doing what you're doing with Colette Travel. So contact Kathy Takushi. And I want to thank everyone for listening. You can go to uh, Amazon.com and get the Travel Angel Handbook. It's really handy and uh, out on audiobook now as well. Aloha.